This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 2nd of March. In your Squeeze today, details on the findings of the Royal Commission into Aged Care, Donald Trump's possible comeback, property prices surge everywhere, and the pyjama suit. This is your Squeeze today. As foreshadowed last week, Claire, details of the final report from the inquiry into Australia's aged care system were released to the public yesterday. It's as grim as expected. It said, Claire, that at least a third of people using aged care services had experienced substandard care and almost half had concerns about those in charge of their care. Out of the report, which has been two years in the making, were 148 recommendations. And the commissioners have made recommendations that cover pretty much every aspect of the sector. Uh, Starting at the top, they say that there needs to be a new act that puts older people first and enshrines their rights uh, and also gives them an entitlement to high quality care and safe care. And then we're looking at things like the oversight of the sector, the governance, uh, also staffing arrangements and funding models, so pretty much everything. You mentioned funding models. The big question is how much this will cost to fix, something neither the Commission or the Prime Minister really answered yesterday. No, and what Prime Minister Scott Morrison said yesterday was that there needed to be generational change and what he meant was as a sector, uh, if you look at anything else in our healthcare system, it's on a needs base, so you and I can rock up to a hospital or wherever and get the sort of medical care we need, but when it comes to the aged care sector, that's not the case. The funding is capped and once it runs out, it runs out and some people miss out. So big questions there. Labor also said that they weren't particularly confident about a change without big funding commitments made, but the government says that that's coming. There's an immediate cash injection of $452.2 million and come the budget in May, there's expected to be more. 1.3 million people use the aged care system, not only the elderly, but also younger people with disabilities. So this is big stuff that affects a lot of Australians. We're going to do a squeeze shortcut on it this week so we can get into a bit more of the details. Stand by for that one on Thursday. Scott Morrison, in his long press conference yesterday, Claire also answered questions about those historical sexual assault allegations made against one of his cabinet ministers. That person's name has not been released. He said he'd spoken to the colleague in question and that the colleague vigorously and completely denied the allegation that he raped a 16-year-old girl in 1988. The Prime Minister also said, Claire, that it was now a matter for police. He did. He got a string of questions from journalists yesterday about why he wouldn't hold an inquiry off his own bat. And he said that that just wasn't possible. Uh, The quote is, it is the police in a country where you're governed by the rule of law that determine the veracity of any allegations of this nature. He just isn't going to go near an inquiry that he would run somehow, even though there is a lot of pushback in that direction, including coming from some friends of the unnamed woman who really want an inquiry into the allegation. He was also asked about what he knew and when. Scott Morrison said he became aware of the allegation on Wednesday last week and spoke to his accused colleague and the federal police that evening. Donald Trump, Claire, gave his first speech since leaving the White House yesterday. In it, he said, do you miss me yet? 
And the crowd said absolutely they did. It was a group of keen supporters at the Conservative Political Action Conference, which is known as CPAC. Uh, And as you say, he got the crowd all riled up. Uh, They were yelling back at him, you won, you won. Uh, So they were particularly on board. What he said is that he might have a tilt at the 2024 Republican nomination for president again. He really did tease that. And he also said, I may even decide to beat them for a third time, which is pretty cheeky. Yeah, from that, lots of talk of a comeback, but of course, we'll wait and see. Claire, every capital city and region in Australia recorded growth last month. Australia's home prices are increasing at their fastest rate since 2003. How many times can we say the property market is so hot right now? (laughs) And it's particularly hot at the moment, as you say, a 17-year record broken in February. Looking at leading the pack is Sydney and Hobart. They saw a 2.5% surge in prices in the month. Melbourne and regional centres were next with 2.1% price growth. And Melbourne remains the only capital in negative territory when you look at home prices across the previous year. So it really isn't the COVID-induced property crash that some analysts were expecting. No, record low interest rates means we're taking on housing debt at what some economists are saying is an astonishing rate. Aussies committed $28.8 billion in loans in January, 11% more than in December and 44% more than a year ago. Nicolas Sarkozy was the president of France for one term from 2007. Now, Claire, he's been given a jail sentence for corruption. So he becomes the first former president of France to receive a custodial sentence. It relates to a case where he was accused of dangling the promise of a prestigious job in front of a judge in return for information about an investigation into claims that he'd accepted illegal campaign payments from the L'Oreal heiress Lillian Betancourt. It's been quite a prominent case in France. It's not the only legal woe that Sarkozy has. Uh, He faces a raft of other challenges on all sorts of things from his time in office. His lawyers say he is appealing that charge and will remain free during that process, which reports say could take years. The Golden Globes have happened, Claire, very much virtually. Big Zoom screens, as predicted. Let's cut to the chase, the winners. So Nomadland won Best Drama Film uh, and Sasha Baron Cohen's, who I think we ought to claim as an Aussie given he's living here, so we did have an Aussie winner, uh, won Best Comedy Film for Borat's subsequent movie film. Uh, Also in the Dramatic Acting Awards, Chadwick Boseman really was an emotional moment there yesterday. He, of course, died uh, not that long ago from cancer and his wife gave a very stirring speech saying that he really wanted people to be their best. Yeah, and as for the TV awards, The Crown won Best Drama Series and Schitt's Creek took out Best Comedy excellent decision. We promised a red carpet gallery, so a link to who dressed up is in your episode notes, as well as those who kept it a bit casual, Claire. There were some of those and all the power to them. Well, speaking of casual attire, we can't not talk about the work from home pyjama suit. Genuinely one of the greatest inventions ever. 
It really is. And the only thing that I have negative to say about it is that we didn't invent it. It's basically a little sort of shirt collar so that if you frame your computer properly, it really looks like you've made an effort. But the rest is just like a really sort of casual and comfy, terry toweling tracksuit kind of arrangement. It's really genius. I think that's going to do really well, actually. We'll put a link to that in your episode (laughs) notes as well. Squeeze the day, Claire. What do you got? Squeeze the day. Channel 9 tonight is air. The Framing Britney Spears documentary that happens at nine o'clock. I'm really cranky. That's my bedtime. So I'm not going to get to it. And I'm so dying to watch it. Yeah, it's getting a lot of buzz, that one. It's already aired over in the US and lots of news has come from it. So that's one to watch. Mine has to be the netball, of course, Australia versus New Zealand in the first game of the Constellation Cup. It's over in New Zealand, no crowds, but coverage starts late this afternoon. First game under new coach Stacey Marankovic, which is a great segue to if you stay listening to the next episode on the Squeeze Today feed, so stay listening after the podcast, you'll be hearing an episode of our newest podcast, Claire, Sport Today. Yeah, and it's hosted by Greg Elliott and Gemma Ryan. They're mates and all-rounders when it comes to sport. And each day, like we do here with Squiz Today, it'll give you a rundown about what's making sports news. So give it a go. It's released at 4pm each weekday. As you said, give it a go or tell others about it. Exciting also that we were able to get the support of KO, who have come on board as the first advertiser on Sport Today. These things don't pay for themselves, so really stoked about that partnership. It's really great and it's a good podcast too, so yeah, thrilled that it's coming together. Absolutely. That's all from us on this Tuesday. Enjoy your day. We'll be back tomorrow. message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP.